0: Hi everybody, welcome to a new CornerCast podcast. Yes, you are getting two podcasts this week. First one was a little heavier, this one's a little, well, it's a little heavy, but it's still light. Um, this week, our guest on the show, or this episode, our guest on the show is Brian Volkweiss from the Toys That Made Us and um, the Movies That Made Us fame on Netflix that have given us toy collectors a voice in media, which has been great. Um, Brian was nice enough to call in and do a short interview with us to talk about his new show, uh, A Twister Near You. Uh, the show is gonna premiere on May 29th on Amazon Prime and YouTube and then hopefully you'll hear throughout the show that we're hoping that, or he's hoping, I'm hoping too, that it continues and, and grows onto other platforms. <clears throat> Uh, Brian and I, I got to see the pilot, so you'll hear Brian and I talk about, uh, making the pilot, um, and, uh, why it took me almost twice as long to watch the pilot as it should have. Um, it, it was fun and it's probably going to cost me money, but that's fine. Um, cause you, well, you'll hear. And, uh, so I, I think, I think it was really interesting is to hear him tell, talk about the stories, um, and and what this show is all about so we get to hear what the show is all about how it came about how they shot it um in this new world that we're living in um and how quickly they're turning it around so i I think it was really great to hear a professional talk about it um and yeah so you can check out the, um, we're going to put links in the article to all the stuff for um, the, to- uh, the toys that made us and, and the movies that made us, but of course, a toy store near you. Of course, <clears throat> Brian and his team, um, along with Dave vonner um, from Mattel fame and Hasbro fame, um, did a virtual Wonder Garden panel that talked all about it too. We're going to post that in the, um, the uh, post on the website. So you can check that out there. Um, It was great to talk to him, and I put in a plug for one of my favorite stores up in Somerville, Massachusetts, Kamikaze, because it is seriously one of the best toy stores, and I spend way too much money every time I go there. Um, But I'd love to see them featured on the show at some point. So hopefully, the show is successful and it continues, and we go from there. So um, remember to follow us on on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, We're at Caster's Corner. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review the podcast everywhere you can find it, including Apple um, Apple podcasts. Um, you can tell I'm a little off my game because I just did the interview and this is not my normal intro and I haven't had time to think about it. Um, but you know what? We got to get it up. That's all. We want to really help promote the show. Um, so remember, uh, on May 29th, Check out Amazon Prime and YouTube for a toy store near you. And I want a very special thank you to the Nacelle Company and Brian Volkwise for taking the time out um, to talk to us about the show. So, without further ado, please enjoy. That. And I'm a big fan of your shows. So, um, very excited to talk to you very today. Kind.
1: Very kind, man. Thank you.
0: Um, I did get a chance to see the pilot. I got a copy of that. So that was, it, it was interesting to be able to see it and, and now have the conversation with you. And I also watched the WonderCon panel. So um, so I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I think I know a lot, <laughs> but um, just to kind of get everybody up to speed, um, tell us a little bit about um, kind of what the project is and, and how it came about for you.
1: You know, as with anybody, you know, as uh, COVID went from being something in Asia and then Italy and then Iran, and then you know, at some point it was like, oh, uh, this thing is coming here. um, You know, I, you know, was taking it more and more seriously. And then, you know, there's two local toy stores uh, near my office, uh, Blast from the Past and um, Black Cat Collectibles. So I I was talking to one of the owners, and he told me they were basically getting ready to quarantine and shut down. And I was like, kind of naively, I'm like, so what does that mean? And he was like, well, it means I got to pay rent, but nobody's, you know, Mm -hmm. giving me money to help pay my rent. Right. Right. So that was the moment where I'm like, oh, that's, this is really bad. Um, And I'm embarrassed. I probably should have figured that out on my own. But anyway, um, and then I kept saying to myself, you know, how, how could we help? How could we help? And by the way, in the midst of that conversation, you know, I'm evacuating my own company and moving equipment into people's homes. Right. So, I mean, it was just this crazy week. So... I called, you know, a very good friend of mine, Billy Galaxy, uh, who owns a store in Portland, Oregon, and I said to him, I was like, dude, I think if you could film something on your phone, as you know, you own a toy store, I own a production company and a distribution company, why don't we make a TV show? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah. And as soon as I knew he could do it, then I knew it could be done. Like, the fact that he was willing... I was like, okay, we can do this. So we basically very quickly put together a press release. We put the press release out. Deadline Hollywood picked it up. We forwarded that to – we already had a list of toy stores because we had done a big premiere for season three of Toys That Made Us with a lot of toy stores all over the country. So we sent that press release to that same list – and literally, in one day, I think we had at least twenty five maybe thirty stores uh, and then it took a couple weeks uh, to get to fifty and um, that 's how it came together
0: um, what do you What do you think it says about I think production and the quality of the the toys that made us um, was so high and then you know hearing you talk about um, these stores shooting things on phones and shooting things, you know, with whatever they had, how does that, you know, as as somebody that produces shows and and, and TV and specials and things, how does that make you kind of rethink um, production and, and how to get things out to to fans?
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean, what I'm going to say is my opinion and in my opinion, the truth, Mm -hmm. though I know it might be a little controversial, But, you know, I think quality as it relates to filming, I I think it, you know, it's like there's certain huge hit films that look like garbage Mm -hmm. um, and they're massive hits. And I think there's certain films that look like $400 million that are massive bombs. You know, I mean, look at Cats. I mean, say what you will about the costumes and everything, fine but it's a gorgeous movie, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a $100, $150 million write-off. So I think that... And, you know, by the way, Toys that Made Us is HD. You know, right. it's not 4K. So I, 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 I think that quality... Is, and again, as cheesy as this may sound, I think quality is a variable, mm-hmm. but I really think the, the most important thing to any piece of content, and, and this is not a variable. This is like the spinal column of a movie or a TV show or a song or whatever. It's about the story. Right. So if you have a great story, you know, a great example of this is the Blair Witch Project. You know, that looked like garbage. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. sit watching that at night in a dark room, you could barely tell what was going on. Right. But the story worked. And it's the same thing here. If we if we did our jobs properly and the stories of these stores and the employees and the owners um, are good and you care about the characters, then nobody's going to give a shit that it was shot on a phone.
0: No, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, it didn't. You know, sometimes when, when we're watching like all the TV shows that are trying to do it from their houses, it pulls you out a little bit. And I thought... Um, it pulled us in more, at least for me watching that, the pilot, um, it didn't, it didn't distract at all. I thought it was really well done. I thought the editing was amazing. Um, I thought you guys did an amazing job just kind of pulling it all together and, and really, you know, weaving that story throughout all the clips you guys got. So I thought that was, um, pretty impressive. Um, so very kind to say, um, so it, it's about a twenty two minute episode, if I if I remember correctly, but it took me about forty minutes to get through it. Um, and that was because every time they showed the cases or they talked about a product, I was pausing it. To see I
1: love that. To, like, oh my god, I love that. I'm gonna be quoting you <laughs> for the rest of my life. I love that you said that.
0: Um and I pulled up his eBay page and I pulled up the website and I'm like, okay, what's for sale? Like what does he have yeah. up there? What can I grab? Oh
1: my god, you're 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 making me so happy. Um, By the way, I have to tell you, like, I I mean I'm I was I, I was giving notes on it between six and seven AM mm-hmm. every day. The whole time I'm texting Billy, can I buy that megatron? can it, like i mean mm. I, I mean I bought three or four things uh, while uh, giving notes on the show, so I know exactly what you're talking about, but i'm so you have no idea you just made my day man thank you That's I, I, awesome
0: that that was one of the things because i in connecticut we we've got i want to say we've got a good mix of comic book shops, but we don't have like a really good vintage toy shop where you can go and look at old stuff and, and, you know, you know, make that relationship that, that was talked about. It was either in the, I think it was a wonder panel. You we were talking about, um, making that relationship with these shops. And there's not that, that feeling at least here in Connecticut that I found yet, um, for, for a toy store. So it was really exciting to see that in other parts of the country. Um, and looking for places to go or looking for places to shop when, when we're not local. Um, and I thought that this show could probably bring a more global look at, at collecting and make, you know, give us a home because I don't feel like as a collector, um, I kind of have a home, um, base for that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, all music to my ears, man. And, uh, we got 49 more coming for you. So, uh, and by the way, you know, some of those are in Japan, Taiwan, mm-hmm. Mexico City, England. So, you'll, you'll 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 have homes to shop from all over the world. Um
0: what what do you what really surprised you um when doing this, whether it was the employees or or or, or employees and and their stories and maybe something that you didn't know existed as far as um collecting goes.
1: Well, as it relates to the stores and the stories, uh, one of the things that, like, blew my mind, and, I mean, it blows my mind, I mean, almost every single, I mean, not almost, every single time I get a first cut, I see this. And this, I cannot, I mean, I've produced a fair amount of television. Mm -hmm. What I'm about to tell you is so unusual, it, like, I mean, this literally happens maybe 3% of your career. Mm Mm-hmm. And for this show, it has happened 100% of the time. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Basically, I I was very, very hands-on with Billy's episode. Like, you know, I called Billy, I booked Billy, I told Billy what to shoot, completely hands-on. But basically, after we got the first bunch of footage based on what I asked him to shoot... We didn't do anything with the employees. It was literally just Billy in the store talking about his favorite toys Mm -hmm. and then a little bit talking about COVID. But Mm -hmm. it was like literally 90% toys, 10% COVID, and I didn't like the show. So poor Billy, I gave him another set of instructions on what to shoot, and all I said to him was, dude... Can you talk to your employees? Like, do you have anything going on with your employees that are affected by COVID? And he's like, dude, we're all affected by it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, can you film them? So starting, and that's all I said. I didn't, he didn't tell me anything. I didn't ask anything. So he sends the footage, the editor edits the footage. And then I, you know, it's six in the morning. I hit play. And I'm sitting there, like, crying. I'm literally watching mm-hmm. that footage of Luce, you know, who's crying in her living room, uh, talking about her husband and everything and her job. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe, and this is going to sound horrible, I hope she's not offended by this, but I'm like, I'm speaking now as a producer, by mm-hmm. the way, not and a director, not as a human being. Um, I'm like, I can't believe we got this lucky. Right. Our first episode... And they have gold like this, such human stories. Oh, my God, how lucky did we get? Mm. But then what happened, the next episode came in, and that episode had, like, equally powerful stuff. Then the next episode came in, and every single episode that came in, like, literally not one episode has come in without gut-wrenching, powerful, emotional stuff. Um, and that, was that one of the biggest, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've literally shot seasons of television shows where you're like do, going almost to the line of faking stuff to have an interesting story, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting episode. You know, I've never broken that line, but you come close sometimes if nothing happens. So this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen where it was like nonstop. Everybody had like the most powerful stories. So so that was probably the biggest surprise. Um, I mean, I'm still in shock. I just saw a new cut this morning of a, of a first cut. I just saw a first cut of a new episode, uh, 108. And um, I mean, I was really sitting there at 6.15 in the morning. Like, my collar of my shirt is soaking wet from tears. So <laughs> that's very unusual, like, eight for eight to have that. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you, as it relates to the stores... I mean, nothing really surprised me. I mean, I know a lot about the toy business. I, get, you know, I travel a lot for my other job, which is stand-up comedy. So whenever I'm in a city, you know, I always go to the same toy stores over and over again unless I haven't been there before, and then I go to a new one. So. And I'm also friends with a lot, you know, a fair amount of toy store owners. So right. I wish I could give you a good story, but there really wasn't anything about the business or the operation or anything that I wasn't already familiar with, if I'm being honest.
0: No, I was, I was just curious because I, you know, I think that we all have that experience of finding those shops in those, in those, you know, tucked away places. Cause even Billy's, it, it doesn't look very from the outside. It doesn't look, uh, it doesn't grab you as much as like a, a you know, a bigger store would. Um, but the treasure that's in there for, for us, it's, it's amazing. So I love finding those shops. Well,
1: I, I mean, I, I was in there completely randomly Mm-hmm. Um, we were in post-production on season one of Toys That Made Us, and, uh, I, you know, I went in, I mean, I just walked in off the street, and, um, you know, and I remember walking in saying to myself, oh my god, this is like a museum where you can buy stuff. Like, right. I'll never forget that emotion. Uh, and that's how I met Billy, and I even told Billy about Toys That Made Us, and he kind of rolled his eyes and thought I was full of shit, which everybody did back then. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we slowly became friends, and then we had friends in common, uh and then uh yeah it was um it was really cool yeah it was uh really i i i'm still in shock toys that made us got greenlit i'm still in shock that it's as popular as it is and now the the shock has continued as we're making a tv show filmed on phones uh and people seem to be into it so uh it's 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 like a dream man it's like living in a dream
0: yeah, I found one of those shops. <clears throat> excuse me, up in Rochester, it was not on a map. It was kind of just hidden away. It was somebody's garage, and they turned it into a toy store. And it's just, it's just literally buckets of everything. Some stuffs organized, some stuffs not. And it's like those kind of places. They're they're not always easy to find, but they're always fun to find. Um, I You're think right,
1: it's the best.
0: Um, one of the things that that um, got brought up in your WonderCon panel by uh Dave Vonner um was that um when all these toys, these properties that kind of, you know, gave the toys that made us its life in a lot of ways, um, nobody knew who was behind the toys for the longest time. And it, it's I think it's been interesting to to give these characters, these people, you know, the the, the spotlight they deserve for for continuing it. Um. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate seeing that kind of stuff and you bringing out those, those characters and those people um, to kind of really do that. Uh, besides Billy, is there any kind of standout or preview that you want to give us for season one, whatever, however many episodes that's going to turn out to be?
1: Oh, the Kokomo Toys episode, which is in uh, Kokomo, Indiana, Mm-hmm. Or Illinois, Illinois, Kokomo, Illinois. Um, I mean, that is—that's what I call a bucket list store. I mean, I haven't been to it. It's like fucking four hours from Chicago, so it's like, oh, it's like I keep trying to get there and I just never do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that store, it's—it's like the store is amazing. The owners are amazing. Great husband-wife team, uh, and um, that was—that was—that's a very powerful episode um you know we did an episode with Super 7 uh in their store in San Francisco okay. and you know Super 7 is obviously one of the more famous names in the toy community and i i think people are going to be blown away uh with you know how you know how this affected um and you know for lack of a better expression and i hope Brian doesn't mind me saying this I mean, they're just like everybody else. I mean, right. yes, they're a bigger company, yes, they have a toy line that generates revenue mm-hmm. outside of the store. By the way, so does Kokomo. But um they're I mean they're getting hit hard too, man. I mean everybody's just getting just nailed. Uh so and as you know, as you know, one of the main purposes of the show, if not the main purpose of the show, is to make money quickly for the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also similar to what you were saying about how you know, you had to keep pausing to look at the shelves. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, uh, it, it, they're getting hit too. I mean, everybody's getting hit. So another episode, really, really powerful episode, uh, is this store called 1313 uh, Mocking, think Mockingbird Bird. Lane. Yeah, uh, from the Munsters. It's, it's the name from the Munsters. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that is in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, and, I mean, these, the, the, again, it's a husband-wife couple. They just opened the store. I mean, I think the store opened in, like, January. Um, so here they are. They just opened the store. The biggest pandemic comes in 100 years. And, you know, they're just getting nailed. And they both work in a hospital. So uh, you literally, like, they're sitting there, you know, trying to keep their store from going out of business. While also, you know, having sixty, seventy-hour work weeks, saving people's lives—literally saving people's lives. Right. Well, so, yeah, there's a few.
0: It's been um, it's been amazing to to watch the first episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of them. Um, from You're from very kind from the from the press release I got, it looks like it's going to start on Amazon and YouTube. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it's going to premiere there. We're doing something. At the very least, very unusual. It might be unprecedented for all I know, but at the very least, it's unusual. We, because like I said, our whole goal is to make money and exposure quickly for the stores. Mm. So, you know, if I waited to have 10 episodes done before releasing a season, I don't think it would come out till August. Right. So we are literally popping these out uh, as they're done. So uh, they're going to premiere on Amazon and uh, YouTube. And then, you know, probably over the first 30 to 90 days after the premiere, you'll start to see it on Tubi and Roku and all these other places. So it'll be everywhere eventually. And, I mean, everywhere. It's not literally going to be everywhere. But, I mean, it'll be in a lot of places, probably every episode within 60 to 90 days after the premiere. But I just, I chose Speed uh, over... Uh, for lack of a better example uh, uh organization
0: no I think that that's great i think it's I think it's exciting to see the world change to be honest and to see how media changes um with everything that 's going on um, so i I looked at the list and I have to say i didn't see many New England stores Connecticut Massachusetts, Rhode Island, so hopefully you guys will add to that list of fifty and come up this way um Because we'd love to see you. I'd love for you to find some stuff up here for me to go shopping. To be honest with you, I'm being a little selfish. Um,
1: Yeah, we'd love to. I mean, you know, we we basically told the world what we were doing. Yeah. And then we said yes to the first 50 people. First 49 people after Billy. So, for whatever reason, and again, I'm from Queens. I spent a lot of time in Massachusetts. I consider myself to kind of be a New England guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was definitely bummed out. Uh, I was hoping like Newberry Comics or something uh would have reached out but they didn't um so like i said we just went with like it was kind of first come first serve
0: yeah well kamikaze up in um uh, somerville in massachusetts might be my favorite vintage shop in i've not been there it's it's a ama- it's one of the most amazing stores um that i love to shop at and that probably take more money of mine than i'd like to say <laughs> but um, Brian, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us today. Um, we're looking forward to seeing it, um, seeing the show, and uh, can't wait to see w- what else is coming from the company. So,
1: My pleasure, and thank you, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!